0: Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and Max O'Brien, and it's day 1,235 since we came back on the air. Max, want to jump into what happened yesterday?
1: Yes, although I hope I get the sequence right. It was almost surreal once it was all done.
2: All I know is that I saw you running like you were being chased, and then you were gone for like an hour.
1: Yeah, it was hectic. It started pretty early. I hadn't realized, but as you know, we had a couple of visitors, the traders, come through yesterday.
0: It was good to see Enoch again, but I was a little sad. I didn't get to talk to Ed at all. He seemed pretty interesting.
1: Oh, he was. Ed Minor, uh, he had been a pharmacy guy before the apocalypse. He lived in a small community even afterwards, but they fell prey to Medusa, and the survivors went their separate ways. Like many of the people we see, he decided to travel instead of settling down. He heard a few of our broadcasts from other places and headed this way. He has some basic medicine that he trades, aspirin, antibiotics, and other stuff I honestly don't know how to pronounce. He was using the technical terms, not the brand names. And let me tell you, I was not aware of how much I did not know about medicine.
2: Yeah, I had a good conversation with him. Sorry, we both started getting so technical last night. He said he likes to leave early to get good miles in.
1: No problem. So, anyway, he came in at almost the same time as the two guys from the Mennonite community, Enoch and Thomas. They were bringing honey, blankets, and seeds to trade. Oh, and they mentioned they could bring some fertilizer to trade if we were interested.
2: Sure, I think that'd be good. I'll catch them before they leave today.
1: So here's where things get weird. I had spent a few minutes talking to them and then was heading to check the fence. Which, I am totally going to finish today. Huh? Mm, yeah. I know, I know, I've been saying that. Anyway, William came up to me, or rather Mayo, I think it was Mayo, who came up to me, but William wasn't far behind. He had a note, asking me to help him trade with Ed, or rather, the stubborn guy with the dyes. Can I just say I was totally caught off guard because I never in a million years expected William to ask me for anything. That guy is a total enigma who always seems way more capable than I could ever be, despite being deaf.
0: I know what you mean. I guess when you have that level of disability and you survive a zombie horde, you really have to up your game.
1: So, I went with him, and I could tell that Ed and William were both getting frustrated with each other. I'm not sure what the original source was.
2: When I was chatting with Ed, he said that William just seemed rude. I tried to explain it stems more from an independent streak, but William had obviously rubbed in the wrong lap.
1: Boy, and how. So William obviously wanted some dyes, but Ed had no interest in anything William had and didn't even want to discuss art. I was trying to channel my inner Jedi and bring peace to the conflict, but I couldn't even imagine what to do. Ed mentioned that he was way more interested in trading with Thomas for honey, but... That they were acting all weird because all he had was medicine, which they don't prescribe to.
0: Oh, right. I totally forgot that some communities of Mennonites don't use modern medicine.
1: Exactly. But Ed really wanted the honey because he knew all sorts of things he could use it for.
2: Don't forget, honey also has antibacterial properties and is a good additive for preserving things.
1: So I checked with Enoch. He said they weren't really interested in anything Ed or William had to trade, but asked if I had any salt or salted fish. I didn't, obviously, but I figured I would run out or boat out or use the mirror uh, to signal the lighthouse to see if Jennifer might have any. As luck would have it, Josh was on the beach fishing. He said they didn't have any salt or fish to trade and thought it was weird because a guy trading salt had literally been by like ten minutes earlier trying to trade for some of Josh's extra fishing line. Josh didn't think there was anything worth trading with the guy. However, remembering that guy you talked about a week or so ago was like what luck so i ran well jogged walked to catch up with buddy he's a real nice guy by the way however i realized i didn't have anything to trade with him i asked if he wouldn't mind heading in because there were some other people looking to trade he seemed interested however now i had a conundrum how could i get these trades started the paperclip and the house exactly the paperclip and the house what the heck is the paperclip in the house? I know. We talked about this on the air before. Uh, anyway, But in short, there was this guy in Canada in the early 2000s who made a series of trade-ups, like 15 or something, from one side of the country to another until he actually traded one red paperclip for a house.
0: Oh, I sort of remember. Didn't we
1: discuss this, like three years ago when we first started you know i i think you're right man we've been at this a while now anyway remember that t-shirt cannon i found about a week ago yes i traded it to josh when he heard i had it he was very excited i almost gave it to him before because all the ideas i had for it i couldn't make work he wanted to see if he could find a way to use it to cast nets I was up front with him and told him I wasn't sure that would be sustainable, but he seemed super interested in trying. So I got the fishing line, and you can imagine the rest. Let me see if I have this. You traded your t-shirt cannon to
2: Josh for the fishing line. Then the fishing line for salts and some fish from Buddy. Then you traded the salt and fish to Enoch and Thomas for honey.
1: I also got a blanket that I ended up giving to Josh. Being in the lighthouse, they seem to constantly need dry things, but that's neither here nor there. So far, you're correct. So,
2: you traded the honey to Ed for the dyes. What did you trade to
1: William? Well, that's the weird part. I didn't trade anything to William. I just gave him the dyes like I thought he wanted. But he seemed very, I don't know, frustrated? Almost angry. In hindsight, I realized part of that was my failure. He was trying to tell me stuff in sign that I just wasn't getting. And apparently he didn't have the time or space to write it. In my opinion, he was very ungrateful for all the literal running around I had done. You don't
0: seem upset today.
1: Well, that's just it. Thinking back, I think it was a communication thing. I mean, William took the dies, but he seemed really intent on me telling him something... Or maybe trading him? Like, he had to give me something in return. I think I missed something about the whole exchange, and that's bothered me more than William's attitude. I, I just hate not knowing.
2: Well, I will say, lots of people hate owing other people favors, even if there is no explicit expectation of such. Some people always keep a sort of a record in their heads. They like to know that things are balanced or equal. I
1: guess. It's just... I don't know. I feel like I did a good thing, but I also feel let down.
2: I think that may be what William was trying to avoid. Did you help him just to help him? Or did you help him expecting him to be grateful? Would you help him again, knowing what you know?
1: I guess I expected some gratitude. But I do consider him a part of our community, so I suppose I'd help him again.
0: That's what makes you a good person. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Maybe William is just one of those grumpy grandpa types that have a tough exterior, but a warm heart. Also, some people just have a hard time showing appreciation. But I think what you did was amazing, and I'm sure William appreciated it in the end, even if he didn't show it as you might hope.
2: We can talk more off the air, but we are over time for today. So I'm going to sign us off. Listeners, What is the strangest trade you've ever made? Also, if you're looking for trades, let us know and we'll put it on the air. For now, this has been Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark with Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.